0: Blog talk Radio. Hi, my name is Stacey Williams, I'm the founder of Team Jacob, and when I want to listen to great talk radio, I listen to Gregory D. Anderson, Jr. on Greg Speaks Live.
1: Innocent children like Jacob, born September 23rd, 2006, coming to the world healthy. Jacob was severely physically abused at five months of age. This experience has changed his world forever. 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 As a result of this abuse, Jacob suffers from shaken baby syndrome, seizure disorder, cerebral palsy, developmental delays, and is visually impaired. By the age of two, Jacob's contact with his biological family faded away, leaving him in the tender loving care of his step-grandmother and her sons. Jacob has scoliosis with seizures so powerful that he has broken both of his legs while having seizures in the vehicle. He will have to be cared for the rest of his life. Jacob enjoys school, his friends and is happiest when surrounded by love and family. Team Jacob was created to raise funds for a rear-entry wheelchair accessible van that will allow him the space needed in the event of a seizure activity while traveling. Your donation, sponsorship, and contribution will help grant Jacob these much-needed safety resources, and more. Support Team Jacob by calling Stacy Williams today at 832-212-4395. That's 832-212-4395. Remember, love has no disability. No disability. No disability. Greg Speaks love. Yo, what's up? This is Jamie Fox. Stay tuned for Greg Speaks love. with Greg Anderson, my homie. Right now you are definitely in the mix in a mindful way listening to Gregory D. Anderson Jr. here on Greg Speaks Live. Yeah, you, Greg Speaks Lives. You know, I read the paper from stupid stuff, y'all. This homeboy got shot over his hundred and thirty dollar pair of
0: tennis shoes. Isn't that the stupid thing to do? Think about it, if you shoot a brother over his tennis shoes, you ain't guaranteed a sure fit. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your boy, Pierre, the light-skinned comedian. The one that brought light-skinned brothers back before Barack Obama and Lucius Lyons. But guess what? you listen to the baddest talk show host, Gregory D. Anderson, Jr. on Greg Speaks Live. If you're not listening to this, you might as well not listen to nothing at all. Holla!
1: Pierre Edwards. Known as Pierre, is an American actor, director, writer, and stand-up comedian. Pierre is best known for producing, writing, directing, and starring as Dre Mitchell in For the Love of Money, A Space Travesty, How to Be a Player, and Babs. Born to a German mother, an American soldier, Pierre was born on May 7th in Killeen, Texas. He was three weeks old when his family moved to Germany. At age 11, he moved back to the United States of America and resided in Washington, D.C. His defense against cultural change and bullying was common. In the 6th grade he was selected to be on Good Morning America for his humor. Pierre in high school began performing at comedy clubs in DC area with comedians such as Martin Lawrence Dave Chappelle, Wanda Sykes, and Tommy Davidson. In 1987, after being shot multiple times, Pierre decided to pursue comedy seriously. Seeing the successes of his peers in Hollywood, he ventured west in 1991. Pierre appeared on the first year of HBO's Deaf Comedy Jam, then starred on BET's Comic View. Pierre was also featured on comedy shows, Showtime at the Apollo, Martin Lawrence Presents, First Amendment, and other late-night TV shows. He has worked alongside Oscar winner Halle Berry. He played her Boyfriend in the movie Babs, opposite Bill Bellamy in How to Be a Player, and played partner detective to actor Leslie Nielsen in the movie A Space Travesty. After a few small roles in The Watch and The Breaks, he wrote, produced, directed, and starred in the theatrical urban classic For the Love of Money. Pierre has also toured with RBX. acts such as Mary J. Blige, Drew Hill, New Edition, Patti LaBelle, Frankie Beverly, and many more. The radio world got a chance to experience Pierre with his numerous guest hosting appearances on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. His first love is the Comedy Club Stage, where he has headlined improvs in Dallas, Houston, Carolines in New York City, The Funny Bone in Shreveport, Louisiana, Boise, Idaho, Vicksburg, Mississippi, Uptown Comedy Corner in Atlanta, and many more. He has also performed at events such as Damon Williams' Annual New Year's Eve Comedy Badge at Star Plaza. Pierre has performed for the troops home and abroad. He has also performed in comedy festivals overseas, Japan, South Africa, Germany, Amsterdam, and England. Currently, Pierre has produced a web series entitled Dating Pierre, Slice Trilogy, and a self-published book, 100 Homies and Phonies of Hollywood. 100 Homies and Phonies of Hollywood is a hilarious look behind Hollywood from a comedian who has been in the business for over 20 years. Now here's Pierre on Greg Speaks Live. If you need an MC, professional voicemail greeting, jingle, narration, or introduction for you, your product, show, film, recording, or service, call 936-647-3457 to hire me as a guest speaker for your voiceover training or public speaking classes, visit GregSpeaksLive.com. Here's the greatest voice of all times, ever, and there will never be another. Paramount Voices, Gap Productions in association with Microphone Voices presents The Ultimate Voice, Gregory D. Anderson, Jr. Jr. Welcome to Greg Speaks Live! Looks like we have a very uh, interesting guest today. I'm your host, Gregory D. Anderson Jr. We're going to definitely jump right into this. Very, very funny man. I've seen him years ago back at Birdland West. I've also mm-hmm. seen him over at The Last Factory, the, the, mm-hmm. the Comedy, comedy store. Act Theater. Mm-hmm. Oh, Comedy mm-hmm. Act Theater, especially that. That's West 43rd. That's, that, that name has changed uh, since that time, though, because that was in the 90s. Oh,
0: yeah, Yep, 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 yep. The show was in yeah. the 90s. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, sir. Shared the stage. This a great mm-hmm. man uh, talking about oohs and odds at the time.
0: <laughs> wow, you remember that joke? Wow, you know, there's a couple oh, of comics who want me to keep doing them jokes. That's funny, you remember that? Joke? <laughs> wow. Yes, that's, that's actually some comics' favorite jokes. You know, they're like, man, bring them ooze and eyes back. I'm like, wow.
1: Yeah, wow. because you always get a good mix. Of, of the right. people, some would be like, "Oh no, Ugh. you know." Right, you, right. Obviously, you've been doing a lot of things. Of course, Bass We mentioned that there's a number of films that you've been doing. The webisodes. What has your ride in the industry been like? I mean, you've uh, shifted from being the act,
0: the actor, the
1: comedian. You're still doing that. Right, right. And directing.
0: Now, does your audience know who I am? Did you did you inform them that you know, I'm the one that brought Light Skin Brothers back before Barack Obama and Lucian? I, I, Lyons absolutely. So <laughs> you know, the absolutely. one back. <laughs> okay, now you asked me, well, what's my ride been like in the industry? That was but the question was, yeah. um, well, you know, I started comedy back in Washington D.C. You know, with Martin Lawrence, Tommy Davidson, Dave Chappelle, Wanda Sykes, um, and I saw them go to Hollywood and start doing well. So I decided to come over there in the early '90s, and I just straight, uh, you know, went over there and you know, you know, came in there and uh, I think it was who saw me first? Bob Sumner put me on Deaf Comedy Jam, um, okay. like before the show ever aired. You know, I was on like on the fourth show, and then from there, uh, Robert Townsend would see me all the time at the comedy clubs. Told me he had something for me. He put me in BAPS, and for BAPS, I got how to be a player and some other movies, The Wash, The Breaks, and uh, doing stand-up comedy all over the country and really all over the world. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, from there, I decided to get behind the cameras and start doing my thing behind the cameras. Yes,
1: sir. I got to definitely segue this real quick. Of course, uh, today's Greg Speaks Live is being brought to you by Team Jacob where love has no disability. Uh, definitely, P.S., my special guest, Pierre Edwards. And uh, it seems like uh, from, from reading the, the bio, you're you, German? You know, you have German? Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yep, 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 yep.
0: My mother's German. Uh, I grew up in yeah. Germany. Yeah. I was born in Texas, but I grew up in Germany. My father's, you know, in the military, you know, and uh, that's the only reason a Negro be back in Germany. You know, a Negro's in Germany for the hell of it like the military. Yeah, Colleen, Texas.
1: Uh, we lived there in Colleen, Texas, for a short. My, my father was in the military, too, as well. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. For- I don't know if you oh, recall on. getting those military-style weapons, because every time I'm asked was Ooh. I in the military? Well, yeah, I was with military
0: stuff. Butt- yeah, my dad told me to go upstairs
1: and get butt naked, you know, but <laughs> real quick. I, 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 I was
0: about to tell you, you probably stand up doing it. You probably still not like sitting down. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. I know
1: how those go. Yeah, I know how those go. Mm-hmm. Now Pierre, how phony is the Hollywood? I know I've heard you talk about it a little bit. Do you ever encounter you know a lot of latte type cats? I call them Starbucks Negroes. I mean, those cats, right. you know, in front of the camera, in front of the crowd, they always say. Something like, hey, P.R., hey, man, let's get together sometime, you know, for lots yeah,
0: of. Yeah, for lots <laughs> yeah. We're
1: going to fund some of your projects. You know, we want to fund some of those projects. Just get you out there and that type of thing. We'll talk about it.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. Um, this phoniness in all is w- walks of life. This people in regular jobs got phoniness. It's just on a higher yeah. level. More money's involved. It's the spotlight is more on you when you're in, in, in the industry. Um, the stakes seem to be higher. But it's really phony all over. And um, I mean, but, but Hollywood is predicated on phoniness. I mean, you think Chris Tucker is really a policeman with Jackie Chan? You really think that? You know what I'm saying? You think Denzel no. Washington? You know? You know what I'm saying? Was a drug dealer before? You know? You know, so it's all made about phoniness. So people try to find realness in that. Um, unfortunately, it is that. It, it runs. It runs the gamut from new Jackson in the business to, the, to to veteran producers and you know people. I mean, one time his agent told me something. She said, "I will say whatever I need to say to get out that person's face at that moment." I was like, "Wow!" I mean, she'll lie to you. You like if you're in a, you catch her in a club or say, a party somewhere, she'll say whatever. Oh, I'll call you tomorrow. We didn't get that phone call. And when she told me that, I was like, "Wow!" That, really, this is my agent telling me this. So I understood. I understand the game, but yeah, it's, it's phony. I mean, everything is. Funny, but yeah, it is. People always want to talk to you, say they're going to call you, got to, got to hook up, got something to do. Now, it's a beautiful thing with me. Um, I'm such a man of my word, a, a, almost too much so that um, you, know, you know, I get a lot of respect but at the same token, uh, a lot of people fear me because if I say I'm going to do it, good or bad, I'm going to do it. If I tell you I'm going to whoop your ass next time I see you, I'm going to do it. I mean, it's not, I, I, don't, I, don't like, I don't like to talk if I ain't going to do something, you know? If, if I tell you this is, going, this is going to be the result if you do this with me, be, beware, this is going to be the result. If you mess me over, I'm going to come after you. And when people right. say, you know, when you, when you do that, people get afraid of you. Like, man, I don't deal with this dude because he might do what he say. Or I heard he did, what, you know, he does what he says. So, but then when it's the good thing, when I say I'm going to do something for you and I do it for you, people are always like, man, you're so cool, Pete. you so down to earth. You keep it real. I'm like, I mean, that's probably normal. But, you know, not in show business necessarily. But not really anywhere in life. Yeah, I can definitely
1: relate to that because when we talked, you, you said we would do the interview. And it happened. So you're definitely yeah. a man of your words. The, the industry goes, you know, you, you get a lot of uh, backbiting and, and things of that nature going on. Mm-hmm. Well, what are some of the biggest challenges you've had you witnessed or overcame? Now, I do I do recall, before we get into that particular one, I do recall an incident where you had, um, you kind of put them on blast a little bit. I don't know if you actually said the person's name, but it was dealing with management. Somebody was trying to book you for a particular event. They misrepresented what they said they were going to do when it didn't happen.
0: No, <laughs> that's kind of normal shit. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know a particular incident, but, uh, you know, I've had managers, man, you know, that when you're hot, they take you to dinner and tell you you're to be the next star and do anything for you and, you know, get you all the hookups for everybody. Party and every club, and then if you don't make them the money quickly, they won't take your phone call. The same exact person won't take your phone call. You're like, wow. what? Hold on, you call into the office, like, hold on, what, what what happened here? And then now you may catch him at the grocery store one time. And what the hell happened? And then, you know, one <laughs> time you know they might say, oh man, we couldn't do nothing with you, man, so or, or things were going we in another direction. I'm like, but you couldn't have told me that. I'm sorry, man. You know, that wasn't me. It's it means, the rest of the man. It's all, always blaming it on someone else. And they say whatever they need to do to get out of your face at that moment. You know, so just like, you know, like your uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, so I don't keep it personal. It doesn't it doesn't,
1: I don't, yeah, it doesn't. bother me much. Real quick, to answer this. What conflict did you deal with as an actor, or do, even as a stand-up comic? What conflicts have you dealt with with those two mediums and competing for roles that you don't necessarily deal with uh, as a producer? You're no longer fake.
0: Oh, well, well, as an actor, you know, Hollywood is very much about stereotypes, and they couldn't see me being a rough guy or a mean guy because I'm too light-skinned or quote-unquote handsome, however you want to say it. You know, it, it wasn't until, like, the last couple of years they started doing that. Where, like, my man... um Oh, what's his name? He's a good actor. Uh Lucius Lyon. What's his name? Uh Tara Tara Howard. Tara. you know, but before yeah. but before that you gotta you had to be dark skinned with a cut on your face to be the bad guy. You know what I'm saying? And so I remember right. going into auditions, people didn't know, is he black? Is he white? Is he Hispanic? What is this guy? They didn't know, you know, and what they wanna do is when they see a, when when they when the average what what the producers want and Hollywood want when you see a poster, they want you to automatically have an idea of what the movie's about. Like if you see Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan, you see Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte, If you see uh, Martin Lawrence and you know another white guy, you know what I'm saying? They want to say, okay, the black guy's gonna be the jive talker, the white guy's gonna be the nerdy guy. As soon as you see the poster, you know it's about to go down. Well with me, if you put me up there with Robert De Niro and me, well would you automatically know, like, oh, it's gonna be a funny comedy. this dude about he's gonna be the you know, he's gonna be the hip guy and Robert De Niro's gonna be the straight guy, you know? So definitely really, you know, so those those are the kind of obstacles that I I would face. I wouldn't Get called in for certain parts because of that, and I'm like, wow, you know, white folks don't realize that black people come in diffuse, you know, different colors. You know, they think they all a mean guy is dark skin, a nice guy is light skin. Like, really? That, that, you know, they ain't been in the hood. Okay, I know some niggas that kill you that's light skin. I know some guys who are punks that are dark skin. So, you know, we know that, but Hollywood doesn't know that. So we need more people to represent us, our different hues in different ways. You know, like the dark-skinned woman was always like the, you know, you know the the girlfriend or the sh- or, or, or or the you know not the glamorous role, dark-skinned woman. You know, and the light-skinned woman was always the light, you know, the, or fair-skinned woman was more the prettier girl because it was more closer to a white woman. You know, that's how Hollywood did it. So you know, as a uh-huh. producer. I don't, and I write and produce my stuff, so I'm going to put the part I want in, and I'm going to cast people that I feel like are right for the part, re- regardless of their complexion, because I grew up, you know, all around black people in DC, in the hood, and I've seen it all. So I can put a. I can put a dark-skinned pretty girl in the lead, and I can put a hood rat that's light-skinned, you know? So, yeah. So, you know, those are the differences as a producer. You know, I pull the trigger on what I want, opposed to asking for a part, you know, in a movie or something when you're an actor. Yeah. I've always kind of said
1: that, you know, it's like versus staying in that long line. A lot of people do that. They go out to Hollywood. They run out. You find yourself in this seed pool of so Mm -hmm. many people. People are living, like, 10 people to, you know, a townhouse or something like that, just to be safe. I'm in Hollywood. I'm trying to make it, you know, that same thing. Do you find that now? with the internet, with blogging, with so many different ways. There are people that's going viral. Uh, I think I was telling somebody the other day, I saw this guy on there by the name of Tyrone. I think my brother was telling me about him. And just Tyrone <laughs> walks around the folks. I, I'm sure you've probably heard of this guy. Right. He's crazy.
0: We'll Yo, I'm wife. Tyrone. I want to
1: thank your wife. I'm like, what? Right. This guy is off chain. I mean, who would do that? I mean, if you really imagine it, but it's just going crazy, you know, the internet has going crazy with that. But my, my point is, is that you, even with your webisode, do you find that with the internet, with that ability to have instant access and having websites and websites? Whatnot, that kind of helps people not having to go jump into that cesspool of Hollywood? Or do you feel it needs to be a combination? Well, of?
0: Well, mm, I missed the Hollywood way from the point of view of you had to be talented, you know, to make it in Hollywood. You know, you had to be talented. When you come through that door, you better be one of the better actors to get that part, you know, to be mm. put in that movie. Now, with the internet, we unfortunately the people who most people who grasp the internet and watch it on a on a constant rotation are under 30, okay, 30 years old. Over 30 year olds don't really watch it, you know, on the internet all the time. It's mostly the younger kids, and their attention span is so small, and their their understanding of of a broad based comedy is is not there, you know, it, 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 they don't they don't have that. So they want to see somebody slap somebody and run, you know, ah, oh, funny as hell. Somebody slap somebody, but where's the talent? Now. That man gets thirty million views from slapping people running around, clapping and walking running around. It's like okay now or a guy can go a, a, a young black man, well anybody but a young black man and act gay and go into stores and acting gay and after he eating bananas like sucking a penis and a banana and go to every store after he get sucking something. And now he has thirty million views and now a, a big time producer or, you know, Tyler Perry, whoever it could be like I want that guy. He has thirty million views, followers Let's put him in a movie. The guy that grabs the bananas and walks around like he's having sex with him, that guy there who's acting silly, yeah, he has a lot of views. So they give him the part of a guy who could be an elevator man that has a little comedy to it. But they'll give it to him over a young man who's went to school to learn acting, who's funny, you know. It's like, okay, but wow. you know, that's where it, that's where it goes. So hmm. now the internet helps you say you don't have to go through Hollywood to get to get seen and noticed. But there's a lot of stuff that's being seen and noticed. And sometimes that's not good. There's no filter. There's nobody say, Well, well, this is trash or this this is ridiculous. Let's put let's show the better stuff online. Blood gates are open. It's like can you imagine trying to go through I hate to say it like this, but a trash pile to find a brand new pair of shoes in a box? You know, I mean I, you gotta go through a whole trash pile. Who has Time. You might have never find that box. Before you watch trash, you start to say, well, that trash is not that bad. This don't stick as bad. This ain't as bad. This is okay. Well, well, you know, you might get exhausted before you find that, that brand new pair of shoes in that box. Now, granted, if you find that brand new shoe in that box, oh, that box going to stand out, sure. But to get to that point, sometimes you're overwhelmed. If I have a thousand videos to watch, how am I going to find the, the top three funniest best ones I'm not watching all thousand you know exactly. what I'm saying I might yeah. watch a 100 and I may never got to the, I never never got to the three really good ones now if there's a filter of people saying hold up we ain't putting all kind of trash and you just ain't put anything on here then there would you know it wouldn't be okay. so much trash on there and you maybe don't have to watch 40 videos but hell half of them are gonna be good videos So there you go you know a lot of trash gets through a lot of talent doesn't but hey you at least you have a place as you have talent at least you have a place to go through without having to go through the Hollywood system to be seen yeah. that,
1: that's the voice of Pierre Edwards on his Pierre uh, he's an American American actor, director, writer, and stand-up comedian. We want to thank the sponsor on Rick Speaks Live. as Team Jacob, where love has no disability. What are some of your songs? What kind of music do you listen to, Pierre? Oh, man. Well,
0: I'm more classic. I'm classic R&B, uh, classic, uh, hip-hop. I like house music. You know, my well, give me a song. Of give all me a all song. Give me song. I'm probably my favorite yeah, give song, song is um, Coming to My Life by Joyce Sims. Remember that song? I recall my that. Joy... Coming to My Life. It's probably my favorite song of all time because it brings me back to a certain time in my life, late 80s, you know, life is easy, you know, no real bills and running around. So, yeah.
1: Innocent children like Jacob Born September 23rd, 2006 Coming to the world healthy Jacob was severely physically abused At 5 months of age This experience has changed his world forever. Forever As a result of this abuse Jacob suffers from shaken baby syndrome, seizure disorder, cerebral palsy, developmental delays, and is visually impaired. By the age of two, Jacob's contact with his biological family faded away, leaving him in the tender loving care of his step-grandmother and her sons. Jacob has scoliosis with seizures so powerful that he has broken both of his legs while having seizures in the vehicle. He will have to be cared for the rest of his life. Jacob enjoys school, his friends and is happiest when surrounded by love and family. Team Jacob was created to raise funds for a rear entry wheelchair accessible van that will allow him the space needed in the event of a seizure activity while traveling. Your donations, sponsorship and contribution will help grant Jacob these much needed safety resources, and more. Support Team Jacob by calling Stacy Williams today at 832-212-4395. That's 832-212-4395. Remember, love has no disability. No disability. No disability.
0: My man, man, Paris, and cool, Raul. Cooler than the water in a swimming pool. I
1: like a R to the A, the U, and the L. which it more power than a do run step. I like the L to the A to. What's up, this is Jamie Foxx Stay tuned for Greg Speaks Live With Greg Anderson My homie Welcome back to Greg Speaks Live. Uh, my special guest is Pierre, and a uh, very, very funny man here. Pierre, how have you managed uh, to stay balanced and leveled? I mean, what has kept you from going super Hollywood? Because I, mean, I see you online with the blogs. I mean, you interact with people. Hey, mm-hmm. you, bar, you bar none. You will, if somebody says something out offline, you go back and forth. <laughs> Some celebrities don't do that. You know, they're like untouchable. Right. They'll delete you, <laughs> you know, that type of thing. What has kept you from, you know, not going super out there because some people, you know, once you to become successful, but I find the booties cool. get tight folks to sure. show. They, they don't play basketball no more i'm going
0: now um probably one of the reasons that ran me away from hollywood um i'm just so connected to the average everyday person you know i because i came up like that it, you know i didn't come up famous you know i came up you know having a regular job paper route working a little job at what do you call it, a drugstore um i just don't see my job being more important than your job it may be different it may be it may pay different but it's not more important we need everybody to help each other like i don't want to pick up my trash you know on the curb i don't want to do my own cleaners you know cleaning you know you know what I'm saying? Bag my own grocery. Well, I say bag my own, but buy my own, you know, my own grocery, pick my own fruit. So I need a fruit person. I need a grocery person. I need a, you know, a car wash person. Well, whatever. I wash my own car, but, you know, car wash. Person. We need all this to make this thing work. So why should I put myself in? place like I'm better than you because I have a different job? That's ridiculous. It's just a different job, you know? Exactly. So that's what keeps me grounded. I don't think I'm any better than the next person. I just have a different job. That's all. So, you know, it's easy. To stay. It's easy to stay grounded. I like people. I, I, I like people. You know, I enjoy yeah. when people come to me and ask me for pictures and autographs and stuff like that. I have no problem with that. You know, if I'm about to get on a plane, I get on you know, time, and is, is so be it. But I don't mind people doing that, you know. Because I remember when I was not famous, and I would go up to somebody famous and want to ask them for an autograph, and you know how nervous I might be that they might turn me down or whatever, the you know, the result of our interaction would be, hoping it's going to be pleasant. So I know how that feels. So why should I make yeah. it so unpleasant when they approach me? They ask me for an autograph or a picture or whatever, so.
1: Have you ever been turned down for my autograph? A oh, person told you I not have time, I uh, can not do it?
0: Uh, no, because... I actually started doing stand-up when I was seventeen years old, so I've been you know knowing people famous you know since I was seventeen. Um, so not really, no, because you know, once, once 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 I'm known, then people are going to look at me totally different. Now it's funny because even to this day, I still ask celebrities for pictures and like you know you know uh, selfies or pictures together and so forth. I know some people are like I ain't ask nobody else nobody else famous for pictures. I'm famous, you know what I'm saying. I don't see the rock that No, right. I mean, you know, yeah, an oil fan base, they want to see me out. They want to see me interacting with people and celebrities. So I take the pictures, you know. If you follow me on Instagram at Comic Pierre, one word, Comic Pierre, you can see my pictures on Instagram um, or, like I said, on Facebook at Comic Pierre also. You know, people see that I'm very interactive. you you on my page. You see what it is. Definitely. What
1: frustrates you? What what makes you angry? Oh, uh, because most people see comedians, they're always supposed to be funny. They're always supposed to be telling jokes and that type of thing. But they don't see sometimes the the behind the scenes and things that the highs and lows.
0: One thing is uh, one thing is people not being a person of their word. That, that's really that really bothers me. But also, I think that I have such I have a lot of stuff to get out to the masses. And there is a like a a middle person. That it's just taking its time and they're not taking it serious um uh, their job or uh or whatever like 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 say for instance a network like they bounce a b t like I have three movies done they called slice one, two, and three, they are horror comedies. I've screened them. People love them. But there's some executives what, haven't had a chance to see them yet, but they're too busy. They're doing it. Like, what are you doing? What, how are you busy for two months, three months? Why are you not taking a chance to look at them? You want to look at them, but it's because they're, you know... Uh, somebody told me this a, a long time ago also. Someone said, when it comes to executives, they're always going to tell you no, because you can say no to a project over and over, and say no to a lot of projects, and keep your job. If you say yes to the wrong project, you'll lose your job. So I keep hmm. saying, nope, that's not right, that's not right. And I've seen my job for three years, got a three-year deal, and, and BET head executive, I say no, 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 and keep a job. I say yes, (laughs) and and it fails, I'm out of there. They're afraid, you know, or they, uh, you know, uh, like a network like BET, you know. I like the network, but they say they won't do nothing unless a white network does. Let MTV do it first. Let VH1 do a show like that. Oh, we will do it now. Like, you can't do nothing original, Jesus. You know, I brought a idea. They're like, nah, nah. I'm like, okay. So you got TRL, which is what's that other show they got? What do they have? Remember they had a version of TRL, that thing they did oh, with like yeah. Tigger and all them. What, what, what's that show they did with the young? Uh, oh, young... one
1: hundred six in park. You're not talking about yeah, that, are
0: yeah. right. you? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That ain't no TRL. Oh wow. Remember that okay. was crazy. BT how we living, you know. They're yeah. like, okay, but what happens if somebody breaks your original idea? Why can't you grasp that, you know? And, and, and they're changing now. That might be the old. System, but I remember mean, that's just frustrating. Like, why do you have to wait for the white sh- white shows to do it first and be successful, and then we'll do it? I'm like, I'm a daredevil. I'll do the shit first. You know what I'm saying? I find it are very
1: inclusive too. Like, so, like white sometimes they don't seem like they have a problem with having an all white cast. I mean, they may have one black person in the bunch, but for some reason we seem like we have to always throw somebody white in there to give validation sometimes to what we're doing. Right? Do you see that as well? No, no you're on. right.
0: I mean, I, I've noticed that people are starting to realize if you can have an all
1: black cast and still be successful. Because it, it is yeah. happening, it's happening.
0: Yeah, yeah. But yeah. but but I've noticed like 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 you talk about something frustrated. I'm frustrated when it comes to comedy how white people let you do whatever you want but black people we are so sensitive we are so sensitive do you know if i did a, a, a routine about religion and not liking certain things about religion people have lost their mind i've done it actually and they're like man boo hell no i don't know what you're talking about my god a good god my god but white folks can bill mark can do it and become a millionaire all these other white comics can do it bill Hick, all these other comics can do it and talk about it like why can they talk about it huh yeah but no nah, man when you talk about that man when you talk about oh you can talk about you know interracial relationship whatever we're so sensitive about everything but it's yeah. funny that we're so sensitive but we won't protect ourselves. You know yeah. why are we sensitive about young black men killing each other? Ah oh, man, never think of it did. So whats what it is. But let somebody talk about young black men. Let a white man somebody say, "Well, hold on now, we talk about look, really you want to do it." You know, you know, it's 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 strange how that is. But hey, you know, I try to speak on on stage. You know, yeah, you know, I catch hell sometimes. Yeah, you know. You know, it's funny. I, I'm going to tell you a joke I did one night in a theater. Damn near, damn near. With, it well, most people loved it, but some people thought I was crazy. But I remember telling somebody a story about me, me being, you um, know, in, in a past time. Years and years ago, I was a little six-inch, uh, 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 I was six inches tall, and I had wings, and I was, I was in a... City. Called, I was in a forest, a place called Oster. It's in the it's in the, it's in the woods, like in the, in the woods. And I used to fly around. I used to protect you know, people lived in, lived inside of a um lived inside of a, a tree because the wolves would want to eat them. So I would fly and make noise, so the people would know that the uh, the, the little, little things in the, the trees would be alerted that the wolves are coming and they would hide. That would fly all around. I told my friend that I said that's a true story about me being like that. And he said me I was crazy. I lost my damn mind. <laughs> and that doesn't really make no damn sense. And I said, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Forget that story. There was a man who parted the sea, and people walked through the sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> now, you believe that story? That, that story's real? Somebody parts the whole sea, and people walk through a sea? You're going to believe that, but you're going to believe my story. Right. Ah, <laughs> I see. So my stuff uh, kind of foolish. That story makes sense. Right, ah, right. right. <laughs> so, so Noah, Noah nine hundred years old. Okay, his sons were hundred years old. Okay, that makes sense. Nine hundred year old man makes about sense. No. Ah, <laughs> I see. <laughs> and all the animals was in a what a five mile radius, two mile radius. So I guess all the animals on top of the ark. You know, the lion won't eat the chicken. It's natural. That the lions eat chickens and stuff like that. It would eat that. A dog wouldn't eat the cat, or the m- cat wouldn't eat the mouse. That don't make sense. No, no. But, so but my story is crazy. Ah, now see, you did you did it on stage and you got black people turning. I don't know what hell he talking about,
1: he's going to hell. He going, to, oh, oh, man, shut up. At that. Yeah, I ain't going to clap at that. Yeah, yeah. They, Let's say that you know, real I'll quick. Uh-uh.
0: I was just talking about, boy. My mama told me that's true. Okay, okay. All right. So, stuff like that. I like to do jokes, you know, push the envelope sometimes. That white guy can do that all night long. and get a big-ass applause, and people love him and stuff. I'm like, why is that? That's frustrating that we're too sensitive. Yeah, yeah it'd be like, oh, man, he's crazy. He's crazy. Yeah, the black course, man. Course. I, I ain't gonna support him. Turn my back on him. Now they know it's foolish. You know what I'm saying? But you know it doesn't make sense to them. But they don't care. They're going with it anyway. So it's like, all right. right. Your hobbies
1: outside the uh, industry, you know.
0: I love the box. I love boxing. boxing. You got hands. Then you got oh.
1: hands. You got hands.
0: I go on YouTube. Put up comedian Pierre oh. boxing. Put me on okay. YouTube. All right. Well, 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 you. well, of course, while you're on YouTube, you should be looking at dating Pierre. You know, my, my web series. But um, yeah, I love to cook. I'm a very good cook. You know, women love to eat, boy. I mean, I got women oh, calling yeah. all the time. Can you cook something for me? I'm single, so they're like, can you cook something for me? So I love I love drawing. and I love reading um, biographies, and I paint. Oh. And I paint too, my man. So, yep. Oh, and I ride my bicycle. Damn, God, man, I got a lot of things I do. I ride my bike. I love riding my bike. I ride all through town. You can catch me on my bike almost any time, but I like to bike, like I said, and cook, paint, and read biographies. You say you ride
1: your bike quite a bit, then, so, so, you get a chance to save on gas and just get some good exercise at the same time. Oh right? uh, man, I, I, I. <laughs> I mean,
0: I ride my bike twice a day, man. In fact, I just pulled my shorts. Oh, it's called AC joint. I just. Uh, had a type 2 uh, injury fell over my handlebars for a crazy reason but uh yeah so i've been kind of had to get some x-rays yeah,
1: yeah. you gave me one song you gave me uh, coming to my life right by uh, mm-hmm. joyce hen uh, so give me two more songs that, that you like two more
0: tracks uh two more tracks a pretty good uh as by um, Stevie Wonder is that yet? uh what's that called Ad. as, A-S- as. Oh, oh, for real, <laughs> Stevie Wonder for
1: real. yeah, yeah. yeah. As. I think it's called, yeah,
0: call it. Yeah, called as. I mean, okay, okay. Steve, <laughs> maybe, 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 I, maybe I've been
1: knowing it, saying the wrong thing all the time. Oh, okay. And, and then uh, Stevie Wonder. And then who else got? Um, Last but not least.
0: And um, running away uh, by uh, Roy Ayers. Away, oh, Roy. Roy Ayers. Okay.
1: Cool. What is Comic PR working on right now?
0: I have a great tour called the Black Pack Comedy Tour. It's a playoff of the Rat Pack from the 60s with like, uh, Sammy Davis Jr., Dean Martin, and, uh, uh, Frank Sinatra, and Joey Bishop and all that. And it's me, Don D.C. Curry, uh, Damon Williams from the Tom Jordan Morning Show, and Rodney Perry. And it's kind of a throwback. What we do is we get on stage and we wear suits. suit. You know, we know, we're we back to that look, that grown suit look again. Because now I know a lot of tours, you know, you get the comics together, they all wear what they want to wear. Somebody got a sexy shirt on, from Oscar got a hip-hop gear on, somebody got some crazy gear, somebody got a suit on. Well, I wanted to have a concept of uniformity on stage again, where people feel like they want to come out and get dressed up again, have us to go get dressed up. And at um, the end of the show, we do a 15-minute Q&A with the audience. You can ask any questions. Our DJ even wears a suit uh, or a bow tie. Um, he's, he's dressed up, and he only plays Spins' classic R&B or new R&B. So it's nothing like no derogatory hip-hop is being played. Um, so it's a, it's like a, it's an like a evening of grown and sexy. I was about to say that. And we're um, implementing a, a thing where whatever city we do when we're doing the radio show in the morning, we've already pre-made this announcement. But um, they can come meet and greet us at the radio station, and we'll give out DVD, CD, uh, T-shirts. But we will be asking the people who want to meet us to bring a tie, an unopened dress shirt, or a rarely used suit, so we can take, collect those that, that out, those outfits and give them back to young brothers getting out of jail, looking for jobs, so they have a you know a suit for you know job interviews and so forth. So we're asking the community to kind of give that to us, and then we'll give you, like I said, you know, do pictures, and DVD, T-shirts, books, you know, my book, you know, um, stuff like that. Well, cool. So, well, hey, man, uh, yeah. any films we can look at? I know we got the, the webisode. What you uh, got? I, I have those three, three slice movies. They're horror comedy. They're kind of like um, what black people would say actually do in a horror movie. Um, you know, we okay. kill the white man first. Your know, girlfriend, while you running with her, if she falls, you just leave her. If the ch- you know, killer's chase you, <laughs> you keep it moving. <laughs> and, um, and, and, and the killer is kind of like a slasher. He wears a, a gas mask and a prison suit. Yeah. So you don't know who he is, but... He has a machete. But what it is, is he is a character in the movie, you just gotta find out which character he is. That's kinda cool. So it's called Slice One, Two and Three, the Three. I'm trying to get him into uh either on B T or Netflix, which we're you know, very close to talking some deals about that. But right now, if you wanna see something, I would say go to YouTube and pull up Dating Pierre. D A T I N G P I E R R E. I have seven episodes of Dating Pierre, some of the funniest stuff about dating situations here in Atlanta. And I think we all can kinda, you know, relate to him. I date a white girl, a hood rat, a diva, a church girl. Handicap, you name it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I had to check it out. It was very, very, very fun. So Dating oh, PR wow. website. And last but not least, PR, I definitely want to thank you for being on Greg speaks oh, Live. Yeah. I know you're very busy. What's success to you? How would you like to be remembered when it's said and done?
0: Oh. Um, well, one thing, you asked you two questions, but one question I would say, success is happiness. You know, I don't care what level you're at. If you're happy, that is, you're, you're very successful. Because some people can be way up there and not happy at all, and that's not success. So I would say happiness is what I consider success. Um, to mean, um, what would I be? I, I, that I that I like to bring laughs. I, I wouldn't mind if people remember me that I you know I was true to what I did and brought some laughs to you. You know, just a little, just a little blip in your lifetime that you ran into me and I made you laugh. Um, that's it. I love what I do and I love the people who come out and support me. Right. Well, definitely
1: appreciate it. And uh, yeah. I, I see you as a person that's not afraid to press the envelope. You're not afraid to take a chance, speak your mind, your blogs when you're making right. comments on Facebook and that type of thing.
0: Right. Well, well, well that's because. The, the, that's the only way to get change. If, if, if we keep being quiet about the stuff we don't like or stuff that's not working, change will never happen You know, change. I, I have a blog right now. Uh, I put out I put out a video, and my God, I have like in one day I had like 4,000 views, and like, people are left and right. You know, and it's just about I'm not gonna get all into it right now, but about these young ladies on the, on these videos. You know, half dressed shaking their booty, and like that's it. Like that's your talent. That's it. There's no anything else. Just you know, half dressed showing your crotch, your butt twerking and stuff. And it's not you know, there's a place and time for everything, but to show the masses of that, and that's all. All you have to offer, you know, is it all about views? Or have we gotten to the point where young ladies just want to be, you know, just want to have likes and somebody saying they like them and look what they're liking? It's liking your body. What you're, you know, nothing that you're, you don't know the talent, you know, not, not you know, not like you, you know, there's nothing. So, wow. And if someone says, well, don't worry about it, i doing on that? No, I'm going to worry about it because you messing up the image for the next young ladies who are trying to be respectful come up because other people are watching this up who aren't in our community and they judging the next sister coming up who's trying to be respectful. Like, oh, that's probably one of them hood rat, one of them you know, like wow, because you want to be trashy and act a fool on on, on online. No, I'm gonna speak up. If you don't like it too bad, I'm gonna keep on speaking up. Pretty of speech, but we, it goes both ways. I can speak my mind too. That's right. I, I like to.
1: Uh, you did something where you were talking about. Yes, I said it. Isn't that? That's what it was called. Yeah, yeah I oh, yeah, said it. to yeah, yeah. so bring those back? because yeah. I haven't been seeing those. Yeah, that's like a
0: one minute of funny. They're on my page. Um, yeah, they're they're on my page. Yeah, I bring them back. I will bring them back. People yeah. love things I did like twenty of them of just craziest stuff, dating rules, and all that kind of dating stuff, and just hanging out, just about society. Yeah, I so will bring them back. Cool. Word, thank you for being on Greg Speaks Live.
1: my mama counting on me. I got my sister counting on me. I got my son and my daughter counting on me. I got a world that gets up every morning and watches me. Watches Watches me. Watch- if you need an MC, professional voicemail greeting, jingle, narration, or introduction for you, your product, show, film, recording, or service, call 936-647-3457 to hire me as a guest speaker for your voiceover training or public speaking classes, visit GregSpeaksLive.com. Here's the greatest voice of all times, ever, and there will never be another. Paramount Voices, Gap Productions in association with Microphone Voices presents... The ultimate voice, Gregory D. Anderson Jr. Welcome to Greg Speaks Live. You know, I read in the paper some stupid stuff, y'all. This homeboy got shot over his hundred
0: and thirty dollars pair of tennis shoes. Isn't that the stupid thing to do? Think about it. If you shoot a brother over his tennis shoes, you ain't guaranteed a sure fit. (laughs) See, <laughs> Why you shoe shoes too small? you walk around with corns on your feet. Can't shoot no ball with them. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Pierre, the light-skinned comedian. The one that brought light-skinned brothers back for Barack Obama and Lucius Lyons. But guess what? You listen to the baddest talk show host, Gregory D. Anderson Jr. on Greg Speaks Lives. If you're not listening to this, you might as well not listen to nothing at all. Holla. <laughs> Hi, my name is Stacey Williams. I'm the founder of Team Jacob, and when I want to listen to Great Talk Radio, I listen to Gregory D. Anderson Jr. on Greg Speaks Live.
1: Innocent children like Jacob, born September 23, 2006, coming to the world healthy, Jacob was severely physically abused at five months of age. This experience has changed his world forever, forever, forever. As a result of this abuse, Jacob suffers from shaken baby syndrome, seizure disorder, cerebral palsy, developmental delays, and is visually impaired. By the age of two, Jacob's contact with his biological family faded away, leaving him in the tender loving care of his step-grandmother and her sons. Jacob has scoliosis with seizures so powerful that he has broken both of his legs while having seizures in the vehicle. He will have to be cared for the rest of his life. Jacob enjoys school, his friends, and is happiest when surrounded by love and family. Team Jacob was created to raise funds for a rear-entry wheelchair-accessible van that will allow him the space needed in the event of a seizure activity while traveling. Your donation, sponsorship, and contribution will help grant Jacob these much-needed safety resources, and more. Support Team Jacob by calling Stacy Williams today at 832-212-4395. That's 832-212-4395. Remember, love has no disability. No disability. No disability.